Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 223. We're going to talk about something I learned listening to NBA announcers talk about NBA game that I was watching the other day. But before we get into that uh, discussion, let's talk about our sponsors. First, the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus nine rocket tech, the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website and order your bats, use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. And again, make sure you take advantage of that EFP20. It's a great way for you to save that additional 20% and also help support the podcast at the same time. The Anderson product is absolutely top shelf. Anything you order from them, you're going to be really pleased with, and it's going to save you that additional 20%. Also, if you're in a position where you can become a patron, please consider doing so. Go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. We're talking five, ten, or twenty dollars a month. We've got a great group of patrons that have kept the wheels spinning. We did our three uh, hundredth episode of Everything Fast Pitch the other day and did a little patron thank you giveaway. Um, we're going to be trying to do a lot of other stuff for our patrons moving forward. So again, Patreon.com/slash Everything Fast Pitch. So Don, I don't watch a lot of NBA basketball. I am a Milwaukee Bucks fan. Be honest with you, for the most part, watching NBA basketball as an as a once upon a time basketball coach. It's kind of frustrating because basically, you know, seven steps is still not traveling and some of that kind of stuff that, you know, just the, the it's purest. Not, it's not me, our old school basketball. Yeah, the, the purest in me has a hard time with obviously the athleticism and the shooting and all that stuff that these guys can do is so amazing. But what I thought really related to coaching was the discussion that the announcers were having. They were watching a game and there was a team playing and basically the world of the NBA, the way I understand it is they kind of go into it with a plan. Everybody, like a substitution pattern, like rotations where you come off Give the floor. Yeah, when you come yeah. off the floor, I go on the floor. When I go off, you come back on and kind of have these combinations that you know pretty much stay static um, for most teams most of the time. You know, a little bit of experimentation once in a while. But that one of the things that they were talking about, this was a very successful team, but that they have a closing group. It's the group of players that are always on the floor at the end of the game, you know, in crunch okay. time. Yeah. And so this particular game was the Lakers. Uh, Lakers are, are you know in a position to win the game at the end, and it's time for them to make that next rotation. And they rotate in a player who it's their time to play, their spot in the rotation, rotation. Their, their situation, because that's one of their closing guys. And in this particular game, it was just a terrible matchup. The guy that this guy was supposed to be covering think scored like 17 straight points. It was almost like a layup line. It's like there was nobody even playing defense on him. But they kept that guy out there. And I kept thinking, well, why not make a change here? You why not you know try somebody different? Plan. You know, you know, yeah. go go, you know, put a defensive guy in or somebody, you know, to, to slow this guy down. And basically, you know, even the announcers were talking about, well, you know, but this is their closing group, so they're gonna stick with it. And I kept thinking to myself, but they're losing this game because their closing group has a guy that can't play defense. Seems to be a hole in the right and armor. and the way it was playing out in this particular game, that guy was not scoring anywhere near the number of points that he was giving up, and so they ended up losing the game. And I kept coming away from it thinking, well, 
how much of this is happening in the world of softball too? Because I see it happening more and more, especially in the world of smaller rosters where coaches maybe don't have much flexibility. They don't have the opportunity to make many changes. But even if they did, I think the politics of the world of travel ball right now is such, and the trying to keep our team together and keep everybody happy world is so strong that we might be in the same kind of a situation where we stay with our pitcher longer than we should just because it's her turn to pitch or because she's supposed to be our ace. You know, we stay with our shortstop, even though she's having a terrible day, maybe she's got the flu, maybe she broke up with her boyfriend, whatever it is, and she's really struggling and making all kinds of errors. You know, we have our cleanup hitter who stays in the cleanup spot no matter what, even though for this tournament she hasn't even made contact all day. And how much of that is happening because that's our group, that's our closing team, that's the the roster that we have, or that's the spot in the rotation that we're at where these kids are supposed to be playing. So I think what you said, Tori, about limited rosters and the the evolution that we've come to right now is that we are going to stick with that, you know, finishing group, even if we know that we could have a stronger group with a shortstop playing in left field. Right because we've established that that's just how we're going to appease and how we're going to make everybody happy. And, right. and we've evolved to that, that kind of a scenario and frustrating. Yeah, to, to me, it's, it's the ultimate give and take, right? Obviously you want to keep a happy roster. You want the kids to know what their roles are. Cause part of me, you know, from a purely from a player's perspective, it's kind of liberating to know that you're going to be in the lineup. Right. It's kind of a, allows you in a lot of cases to, you know, kind of maybe be a little bit more relaxed, maybe be a little bit more comfortable, maybe go out there and, you know, just let it rip a little bit more because you don't feel like if I make one mistake, it's going to cost me my spot. So part of me understands where that comes from, but part of me also doesn't understand this locked into a certain idea, no matter what happens, because this is the promise that I've made. And if that's the team that we're running, why do we even need coaches? Right. And it's like yeah. you need a general manager. It's like sure. you need somebody to assemble the team and then just send the lineup out there and, and you know, the kids just know the that they're going to keep do playing. Do the home plate meeting and then we're and, done. And then go, you know, sit in the stands and have a beer. You know, I mean, or whatever adult beverage might, you know, pacify you to get through watching the, the, the team is out there struggling because we promised them those spots or we promised them that they'd get to finish the games or we promised that they would be the pitcher in the championship game even though they're having a bad day, even though somebody else might give us a better chance to but win. But I think what frustrates me, Tori, is that, that it seems like that's the new norm or that's expected or that we're satisfied with that or that people don't even, I mean, they don't even blink about it. And that's right. just how it is. And it doesn't seem like that's going to be the most productive or fulfilling experience that these kids are, are going to have because that's just not how life is. Yeah. And it's just accepted because I guess it's accepted because that's how everybody's doing it. Right. And the, the, the keeping up with the Joneses discussion we had a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. That's yeah. just, just how they're running the programs now. And I don't know if it's a numbers thing or if it's just, you know, everybody should have a trophy. Everybody should get comfort and win and everybody should be, you know, where they want to be and play the spot they want to play. And, right. and, uh, it's, it's interesting. So it's, a, well, see, but the thing that thought. I think is, is kind of lost in this whole discussion is there's still plenty of blinking of eyes, but it's depends on every weekend, which one of the kids is the kid that's struggling or, or should maybe not be in the spot there in the lineup. So this week, my daughter's the pitcher and she's struggling, but she should be the pitcher because they promised her that pitching spot. 
Well, next weekend, my daughter is pitching great, but the shortstop's having a bad weekend and she keeps making errors. I can't believe he keeps playing that shortstop. We should put Mary there or Joni there or Sally there because anybody else could do better than her. I can't believe that we're sticking with her at shortstop. And then two weeks later, when your kid is pitching badly again, well, they promised my daughter she'd pitch on Sunday. Right. You know, so to me, it's that double standard of the whole thing or the the selective outrage Criticisms. that I think we're seeing is, yeah. is the part that kind of cracks me up. So but I just thought it was interesting. I, I don't have an answer. I'm not sure that this leads to anything, except I don't like the new age way of, the, of the, operating. You know, I, I like competition. I think the competition teaches these kids an awful lot of stuff that is pretty valuable versus the making sure I get my money's worth because my kid's going to get X number of innings every weekend, no matter how she's playing. Can we, can we go back at this point though, Tori, to a 15 person roster on no. a, on a 12 U team so that there is competition. So I do have to work hard during the week so that it does matter if I excel my skills to the point where I can be a starter or, or can we get back to that? Is well, there any go back? I, I would say that the only places you see it now are at older ages when the kids have a lot of other things going on, going on yeah. that are also important to them. But now we tried this, you know, the team that I helped with a few years ago, now it was a really talented 18 and under team. We progressed up through, I st- they were 16 and under when I first started helping with them. And as a 18 last year, when the team was together, because, you know, so many kids had, you know, college visits and, and camps and, you know, a couple of kids were leaving early to, you know, to start school during summer school and stuff like that. We have a lot, had a larger roster because, you know, we knew we were going to need those players. And that was a struggle all year because when all the kids were there, everybody was still mad. Sure. You know, so you know, they they wanted to be able to go to prom and not have to feel bad. They wanted to be able to, you know, to, you know, go do all these other things and not feel bad because, you know, they wanted, you know, other people to be there to take their spot when they couldn't be there. But nobody liked it when there was somebody to take their spot when they could be there. And I think that's the world that we've created. And you know, and again, unfortunate because, you know, we, we've talked about this to death. You know, but the, so many of these players are aspiring to play in college. You know, so many of the travel ball kids, you know, that's their goal. You know, part of the reason that a parent is investing so Pushing much money in, in travel ball yeah. is to get an opportunity on a college roster someplace. And they go from being on a team that had 12 kids and they got guaranteed playing time to being on a roster of 25 kids where they might not ever even dream of touching the field if they don't play better. Is that why we created the portal, Tori? So well, that's, that's why the portal's so busy. That's the norm. Yeah. So anyhow, coaches, I think we need to, f- to find a balance between keeping the, the promises that have been made and, and also hedging your bets a little bit so that when we need to be able to make an honest adjustment, a logical change, the periodic to move benefit the group. That, that gives the team a better chance to succeed, that that, that foundation has been, been laid. Um, I think you're still going to have a storm of trouble every time it happens. Because as I said before, I'm sure the, the scenario of the pitcher's dad who's mad when somebody else is messing up but doesn't see it when his kid is messing up. A is, lot of expectations. It's pretty uh, accurate uh, assessment. But I don't like the idea of, well, we play our closing group even if it's going to cost us a chance to win. And I watched that in an NBA game. I listened to the announcers talk about it. When you're making 6 or 7 or 15 or 20 or $50 million a year. Be willing and, to dare to. And, and you're not yeah. trying to play defense. That's a little troubling to me, but the correlation is if uh, if we have a kid that's just really struggling on our team, 
why are we letting them play if it would be better for somebody else to play that game or that inning or that, that spot? At yeah. So that's going to wrap up number 223. Please make sure you support the Anderson Bat Company. Become a patron if you can. Patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. Go to the fastpitchprep.com website. Order your square cuts training discs there. They're $49.95 a dozen. You also have access to the YouTube channel and the blog posts. And then make sure that you reach out to us with questions, comments, suggestions at everythingfastpitch at gmail.com or fastpitchprep at gmail.com. So for Coach Don McKinley and our producer Stan Lewis, this is Coach Tory saying thanks for listening. Talk to you again next week.